Welcome to the AM Welcome back. Are we an ASMR channel now or a podcast? No one knows. Welcome back to Tell Me More with Kate and Summer. That was me eating really loudly into the mic. We'll see how it actually turns out. Yeah. Wait, take a sip out of the straw. Oh, yeah. We have to do that. I don't think that did anything. I don't know. We'll see, though. There we go. There's the straw moving in the cup. <laughs> I can go. There we go. Now we fulfill the life dream of having a podcast and an ASMR channel all in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, can we talk about billboards? Yes. <laughs> so, who made them? <laughs> so, I was driving and I was like looking at these billboards and I could see that, you know, they're changing. They're different. They're updated with the newest McDonald's mm-hmm. ad, whatever. The McGrib is back, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just looking and I'm like, who does that? Who puts a billboard up? Who? How does that work? Because they're not the electronic ones. Like, do people print posters that big? And then how do you hold that? Is it just one person, like, walking up the <laughs> stairs of the billboard with a giant poster? And then how do they get that on there? Where does the other one go? Who prints these? Is there, like, a company? And also, the, like, ledges around the billboard aren't even that big. So that seems like a very dangerous job. I just have a lot of questions. It really makes no sense. And they're updated so quickly. And have you ever even seen anyone update a billboard? Because I, I haven't. I, I think it's all it's a like conspiracy. The, I think they're just, I don't know. I, I've never like seen the, anyone change a billboard before. Have you ever seen the little thing that's like the birds were all destroyed by Ronald Reagan? Yes. <laughs> and they now all work for the bourgeoisie. That's also what the billboards Yes. Billboards I don't know who does it. Billboard. Wazee. Billboard Wazee. Billboard bird. Billboard bird. Okay. We're going to have to. All right, welcome back to Tell Me More, the podcast for our second episode. We're doing great so far. I just checked in. We already have over 60 downloads on just our first episode alone, which is really amazing because I feel like I don't talk to 60 people on a regular basis. No, I said to one of our friends, I said, I don't have 60 friends. And if we split it between the two of us, I don't have 30 friends. (laughs) Yes, you do. Okay, yeah, but I don't have 30 close friends. Exactly. 30 close friends that I could like be like, please, please, if you love me, will you listen to it for exactly. sympathy? So I feel like that's pretty good. Well, we also found out we have an international fan base, yes. which is really cool. We had three people <laughs> from Germany listen, really two people exciting. from the Netherlands, one from Austria, and one from Canada. So if you are an international fan tuning in, just want to say hi. Also... What is German for hello? I is don't know, but talk? I... No. I don't know. But I do know. Wait, there is a German word that I do know. What is it? Dankeschön. Mm-hmm. That's probably really, really bad. I know danke. That's thank you. Yeah. Dankeschön is thank you. No, danke. Just don't. Maybe danke is the shortened version. Yeah. Whatever. So if you're the German listener out there, I'm so sorry. comment below. <laughs> also, I learned in PCAM that Boltzmann 
First of all, he died for us. Second of all, on his tombstone is... What's Boltzmann? Boltzmann is a person. And he Ooh. came up with, like, probability, like, the number of ways. <clears throat> is he the reason that I'm having to calculate probability in my stats class? I'm not... Because he deserves sure, to be dead. But, oh, okay. <laughs> I hate that. I hate statistics. <laughs> well, <clears throat> yeah, the number of... I think it's the letter W is on his tombstone. So that's exciting for him. <laughs> that made no sense. What? The letter W is on his tombstone. It's for the number of ways. And he came up with the, oh. like, the concept of how you could calculate the number of ways. Like permutations, combinations, stuff? I'm not 100% sure. I think that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, that's what I it sounds like. I memorized the number of ways because that's what I needed to know for my quiz. True. And my exam number of ways yeah what is the number of ways you can order these kids up yeah that's like permutations oh. yeah i hate that well that's him <laughs> mm, good to that's know him. wait can we mm. go back to the billboards though mm -hmm. you really you really popped off in the intro um i just want to talk because i've never seen anyone change a billboard um I i'm still i'm never gonna forget about this Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I do have some interesting information, and it's about the Out-of-Home Advertising Association of America, and they said that the large format American poster measuring more than 50 square feet originated in New York when Jared Bell began printing circus posters in 1835, and then in 1850, exterior advertising was first used on street railways, and the earliest recording leasings of billboards occurred in 1867. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I like the fact I just want to know who changes them. Yeah, I don't... I would... Mm, I would presume contractual employees. Yes. That just seems like a really annoying job. Yeah. Because those things change all the time. Do they? Yeah. Like, anytime McDonald's has a new... I don't know. They're always like, Nick Griff is back. I will be like, new four for four. No, whatever they're doing. Like, they always have new specials. Same with, like, Chick-fil-A. Like, they always have new stuff, and so they're updated all the time. Or for whenever people come into town, like, I'm from St. Louis, and so there's always new billboards up, like, for different, then, like, different people coming to the city to sing, perform, whatever. Right. And so it's like, they're changing all the time. Whatever. We probably need to move on from this. We're, we're losing. <laughs> we're losing people. They're just signing out, so. They're like, we don't care about billboards. Yeah, yeah. What do people care about? Truman and his insecure masculinity. <laughs> uh, yes. So, so please tell me about this. I want to know. Basically, I watched a really interesting documentary on Netflix because that's what I do in my spare time. Mm -hmm. um, and it was about the life of Harry S. Truman, our former president. Um, and I think one thing that was really interesting that the uh, documentary brought up was the fact that it was an it was a hypothesis, if you will, uh, that part of Harry S. Truman's very aggressive uh, post-war or end of the World War II tactics were due to the fact that he had a fragile sense of masculinity, uh, based on the fact that he had several letters uh, growing up and in office where he talked about. He referred to himself as, like, a sissy and that he was bullied all the time as a child and that he wore glasses, like, circular glasses that made the kids make fun of him and he wasn't the super, you know, traditional rough and tumble 
boy. Um, <laughs> did we enjoy that voice change? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the rough and tumble boy. And so the documentary took a bit of a leap and suggested that, like, those letters that he wrote to, for example, his mother and his sister as an adult reflected a fragile masculinity that then could have been an underlying subconscious reason for his very aggressive tactics of ending World War II with the atomic bomb. I thought mm-hmm. that was really interesting. It, it, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's correct, but at least it pondered, it created some thoughts to ponder. Yeah, I agree. I think that is probably a big leap, but it might have had something to do with it. Well, I feel that if women were in charge of the world, things would be a lot different. I don't know, like, how different or what would be different. I just know it would be different. And so that's something to really think about. I know TikTok, (laughs) we're moving into a new subcategory here. TikTok has kind of changed the generation below us, I guess, Mm -hmm. in the fact that now I see all these guys you know, they're wearing crop tops, or they have their ears pierced again, or they're emo boys. I don't even know <laughs> what to describe it. But I think that's really interesting because even 10 years ago, you wouldn't have seen guys do that. I don't know. I just yeah. feel like now guys have a little bit more freedom to express themselves with really fashion, do. and I'm really happy for that. I feel bad for in the past guys never really had you know, that claim to fashion that women Ability to express themselves. Exactly. Because you know that not all guys out there love wearing their Nike shirt, their Nike shorts. Their boots. Yeah, or their, like, tennis shoes, their, like, socks that go up half their leg. (laughs) Or... Yeah, it's like, I don't think... Like, and that's what you would see all the time in Mm -hmm. middle school and high school. That's what every single guy would wear. And I'm pretty sure that not every single guy would want to wear that. I think they just thought they had to because if they wore something else, they would be considered weird. Yeah. One side note, and then I'll come back. I have a transition piece for us. (laughs) My favorite tweet, and I think about it a lot, it says... E boys, E girls. <laughs> what about emotion? Carly Rae Jepsen. She shit. She saved pop music. Um, so think about that and digest that because Carly Rae Jepsen did save pop music, and you said E boys, so it made me think about it. But the transition point was that I do think that boys have a lot more abilities to express themselves now and my favorite example of that mm-hmm. is Mr. Uh, Harold Edward Styles also is that boy. really it's, no is it really Harold yes oh my god that's what I was about to say colloquially known as <laughs> Harry Styles um formerly a member of One Direction mm-hmm. the uh English Irish pop sensation mm-hmm. band <laughs> and he said sure. in a, I think it was in a Rolling Stone interview, he said the line between femininity and masculinity is becoming increasingly blurred, and in fashion, mm-hmm. we can basically like take, take whatever kind of risks you want, and I think he's a great example of that. He doesn't just say it, he actually like uh, lives it out mm-hmm. via his Gucci suits. <laughs> oh, that campaign really is great. so good. Um, him holding a chicken. Uh, I want those framed and hung in my room. Yeah. Actually, like, I want to be rich one day, and then I want to have a nice fit closet, you know, like, the whole girl's dream. And I want him printed out, all of his campaign (laughs) photos printed out in huge frames. 
and just in the closet. That's it. Just him. Just as a remembrance and a homage to him because icon. Truly an icon. I read a Vogue article on the bus. So there's an interesting... On the bus? (laughs) A very interesting set of standards. I read a Vogue article on a bus and... It was talking about where he stores all of his suits, and they're stored in a climate-controlled vault storage unit somewhere that. in London. So he's somewhere, like, they wouldn't say where. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's preparing to be a legend. Like when you're climate-controlling your Gucci suits, you're basically preparing to have an entire Met theme after you. Oh wait, that's why people do that. I don't know. That's my interpretation. <laughs> okay. I mean, why else? I don't have my clothes climate controlled. They just are at the whimsy of like yeah. whatever my thermostat is set at. <laughs> oh wow! He yeah. is gonna be a legend. He really. I is. know he's his new album. I'm really excited for it. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna be really, really good. His single was good. Normally, I don't like people's singles because they pick the songs that like our basic yeah our basic that most fans would like that would play well on the radio whatever um harry's not afraid to go outside of like no yeah radio song genre though exactly i mean he did it with sign of the times oh and he did and that still made it to the radio yes and that was a five minute song i know and everyone just played it all the way through mm-hmm. they were like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so we're good. just gonna do that <laughs> No, I'm really excited. And, you know, uh, now he released that Watermelon Sugar is going to be coming out soon. It's now mm-hmm. visible on the little iTunes list. Yes, yes. I'm very excited. Oh, can't wait. I think that's going to be really good. Yeah, his album art is really good. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. I love the billowy pants. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's really, really iconic. Yeah. One thing that's really funny to me is he really went a whole 360 of, like, really tight black skinny jeans <laughs> in like 2013 One Direction tour to like just like yeah flurrying snow in the wind white bell bottom pants I think Simon definitely forced that whole group to dress a certain way act a certain way yeah. I feel like that's one of the reasons they broke up you know better than anyone about One Direction, (laughs) but just as an outsider's perspective, now that they've all done separate things, they have all changed immensely, and I think they were so constricted to a certain type, you know, a girl, Mm -hmm. a girl's dream, teen heartthrobs, British, they can sing, they can dance, blah, blah, blah. They did not dance. Oh, they didn't? If you were a true stan, you would know that One Direction refused to dance. They were not into it. They were not the actual boy band. Yeah, I feel that Simon was just trying to capture that again. Um, So I feel like none of them dressed that way in real life. They were just forced to. And And I hated their fashion, honestly. I hated the way they looked. Um, okay, well, like, after 2013, they really diverged from that stereotypical boy band look, so I don't know what you're talking about, but from 2013 to about 2016, they were great. Okay, but didn't they become popular in about 2010? So. I don't remember. Oh, no. In 2010. Are we diverging into One Direction now? No, I'm going to keep this under 30 seconds. Let's go. 2010, the band was formed on X Factor, and... So they, I honestly did not watch them while they were on X Factor. I watched all their X Factor diaries afterwards. Oh. Yeah, I was late coming to the show. <laughs> but um, 
They had albums being released all the way up until 2015, and my opinion is that they were exceptionally burnt out because they released one album That's every true. single year. And if you think about releasing an album every year, but also having a tour mm-hmm. for every single album in between time... He basically, like, beat them until they were dead. Yeah. And that's why we have no more One Direction. Yeah. And got beat. Yeah. And One Direction. Yeah, I I think Simon definitely ruined them. Yeah. And I... Is he capitalism in a person? I don't know. But I know... I watched X Factor. I didn't watch that that season Mm -hmm. with One Direction. But I knew of X Factor. And then they started doing X Factor in America, and that's mm. whenever yeah. uh, Emblem Three. <laughs> so they were, I think maybe the second season of the American X Factor, maybe the first. I'm not sure. But so I was watching that one. Also, that's when Fifth Harmony. That was Fifth Harmony yeah. season. It was Emblem Three seasons, and it was V Miller season. I don't know if you know oh, V, but I, I love know her. She came from X Factor. Yeah, so it was all three of them. Because she opened. Yeah. I'm ninety nine percent sure she opened for Justin Bieber on tour the year that I went to see him in 2013. Maybe. Might, mm, would that, that have lined been, up? Mm, maybe not. So, okay, Carly Rae Jepsen and one other person lined up, and I don't remember who it was. I, but I don't think it was her. Yeah. I'm gonna Google it. Well, maybe. Continue I don't know. I don't remember what year any of this was, but. <laughs> Any yeah, so Emblem Three, they were really good. They are no longer a thing. They've had an on and off again relationship with each other. But they, I want to say that they got about fourth place coming into the X Factor. They did really well. They got signed with Simon, but they made an album. It was so poppy. They hated it. He basically turned them into something that they weren't. Like trying to get them to be the next. American version of One Direction, mm-hmm. and that's their song Chloe. I don't know if you know that one. You, I feel like once you hear it, you would know it. And it got really, really popular. And then after that, it just failed epically. I think they started to rebel. Fifth Harmony, he really like pushed them to the edge too because he wanted to capitalize on a girl group. And so they didn't even know each other coming into X Factor. They were all pushed in to this and I feel like that's why they broke up because they just were forced to do something they didn't want to do it was just a lot I feel bad for all of them but I love V she got out of it she didn't I think she maybe plays in the top hit I don't know but she's really really good wow well do you want to talk about our seven degrees of separation it was just us screaming about our favorite boy bands (laughs) yeah i love mm3 still okay continue (laughs) moving on yes i would love to talk about seven degrees of freedom it is basically a theory of separation oh what did they say freedom but we had this last time wait can i tell the audience what happened so it's really sad we literally lost the entire second episode so we did this a long time ago and now we are doing it again and so I'm trying to remember what we said last time, so that's why it might be a little awkward. But we lost it. Uh, it was really bad. The second episode was my favorite by far. Yeah. It was so good. My um, one memory was <laughs> I, I think talking this about might be better. <laughs> this might be better, though. My billboard thing, <laughs> ASMR, we don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, so last time we, I started saying Seven Degrees of Freedom 2 with science yeah. and Summer yelled at me, so now I get to yell at her. <laughs> okay, the thing is is that I've been talking about Seven Degrees of Freedom for, like, a hot minute, and then people would yell at me and say it's Seven Degrees of Separation, but we learned about degrees of 
freedom mm -hmm. and physical chemistry. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so they're so similar. That I get confused. <laughs> okay, but degrees. We of have about five minutes to talk yeah. about. Okay, degrees of separation. Really, really quick. It's a theory that everybody is separated by only seven people. So you theoretically know whoever you want to know by seven people distance-wise. So my thing is that we I'm need everyone. Everybody. So my thing is that I'm obsessed with a show called. Peaky Blinders, and I love <laughs> the main character uh, and his actor, Killian Murphy. He's from Ireland, and I love him, and I think he's fantastic. He's the male Meryl Streep of our day. And Kate did not find him super cute. So I still don't. We have we, <laughs> we have some. I'm going to eat mega cheese. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, sorry. <laughs> we have some minor beef because of that, but we're gonna gloss over that for the sake of the podcast. Um, so the point is, is that I love him, and so I was like, "Wow, seven degrees of separation." And then a friend of mine told me that her aunt is the producer for the show, so that literally literally means that one person is the friend, second person is her aunt, third person is Killian Murphy. Love. Stop. <laughs> this is further disrespect <laughs> no, no, to no. Killian Murphy. I, I, I think this is really, really awesome. Yeah. So basically, I'm only separated by four people to Killian Murphy, like my favorite actor of all time. I think mm -hmm. he's fantastic. And that's that's just what's going on in my life. I'm excited. <laughs> but you also have some degrees of separation yeah, you like well, to we share. Also, we have a story that we share that... Yes. Um. So our it's friend... Yes, it's a mutual seven degrees. So our friend um, knows this girl who works for the university as like a greeter. I don't know if you're gonna understand what that means, but it's whenever I famous people <laughs> come to the university, then she is one of the people that is a student that greets these people, maybe gives them a tour, or just just greets them at the door of something. I don't know. Um, but she comes into contact with famous people who visit our school. Anyways, the Kennedys visited, right? So she met Connor. Yeah, very boozy. So she met Connor Kennedy, and you're probably thinking, hmm, why does his name sound so familiar? Why does his name sound Summer, familiar? Summer, you should tell me. <laughs> it's because he dated Taylor Swift. <laughs> yes, that he was the Kennedy that Taylor dated. So she talked to Connor Kennedy. She ended up getting his number. No joke, got his number, and they were talking back and forth for a while. She talked to him about Taylor Swift, and he was like, yeah, dated her, blah, blah, blah. We couldn't remember what exactly was said about Taylor, but I feel like they don't have too many harsh feelings towards yeah, each other. I think they're good. He's kind of forgotten about in the Taylor X world. He really is. So, it's fine. Um, the Kennedy's He's not even that cute. Up. Yeah, he's not even that cute of a Kennedy. Which is kind of, okay, okay someone mm. is giving me another face. Mm. Um, we'll gloss over that one as well. Yeah, so how many degrees is that one? Uh, that is friend that we know, friend of that friend, mm -hmm. Connor Kennedy, Taylor Swift. So that's four, four. to Taylor yeah. Allison Swift. To our queen. Yeah, our we stand. Our big love of our lives. Yeah. Um, and then the final one that I think is interesting is my dad. He is a financial advisor, and so... One of his clients was married to Caitlyn Jenner's mother. So Caitlyn Jenner's mom has had three husbands in her life. Two of them passed away. The third one also passed away. But the third husband was who my dad had as a client um, before he passed away again. Um, so that Caitlyn Jenner's mom has not had a good run with all of the men in her life. Prayers out to her. 
Um, but anyways, <laughs> how many was that? Uh, your dad. Me, or my dad, client, the mother of Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, so that's four to Caitlyn Jenner, and if you want to get frisky, five to Kim Kardashian, <laughs> a.k.a. another six. love of my life. And then that's six to Taylor Swift again, because Kim true. and Taylor have beef. That is true. So. That's six to Kanye as well, mm-hmm. for all the Kanye stands out there. Yeah. Um, we're looking at you. We know we have a couple friends who might like Kanye. Um, my brother likes Kanye. It's really embarrassing. Yeah. Shout out to your brother then. Hey. <laughs> Shout out to my brother. Hey. Oh, no. Our brothers <laughs> both like Kanye? No, no, no. He does. I don't know if my brother does. I'm just saying hi to my brother. Oh, hi. <laughs> um, yeah, so... That was, that was it. That was literally five minutes. We're that, at 25 now. Look at us go. Yeah. The powers of estimation. Yeah. That was really tumultuous in five minutes to have all that going on. That was a lot. That was a lot of information to spring on you guys at the end. Um, but mm-hmm. anyways, that's just basically us telling you that you probably know famous people too. And if you know us, then that's just one more degree of freedom away from Taylor Swift. Kanye, mm-hmm. Caitlyn Jenner, and if you don't Peaky like Blinders Taylor Swift, man. <laughs> his name is Killian Murphy. If you don't like these people, they're also famous, so they probably know the people that you do like. Exactly. So still, just one degree more of separation yes. away. Yes. So that's a theory. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Come slash back night. I don't know. <laughs> Come back next week, next Sunday for our third episode. It's pretty Peace depressing. Out. Peace.